Thanks for joining me this afternoon. I would argue that there's not a dime's worth of difference between the white, the, the anti-Semitic white supremacist movement and that was, uh, that became um, dominant in the Charlottesville riots and the microaggression theorists, which are around at some of our elite colleges like Harvard, um, Advanced School of Teaching, and, um, and other uh, institutions. Um, that, uh, that the differences between these two theories is quite cosmetic. Now, what brought me th to this is uh, last night I'm watching 60 Minutes, and they're doing a segment on the, uh, the, the anti-Semitic white cons con uh, supremacists, and they've got uh, former white supremacists now counseling people and, and showing how this is like a cult. It's a, it's a, it's a hyper-race identity group that uh, is highly authoritarian and, and in that sense quite socialistic and uh, that has embraced anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and, um, and, and a hyper-awareness of white race and it exploits uh, young people who are you know, kind of lost types, probably products of our secular uh, atheistic establishment education and who are looking for some kind of meaning in life. Um, I would argue that the same orientation exists in the microaggression theorists, even though uh, uh, there's much different trappings. I mean, that's dressed in scientific, pseudo-scientific garb, and it's often expressed by fancy people who speak with phony British accents and, and appear to be highly educated and write papers that uh, come across with uh, pseudoscientific jargon that's barely uh, decipherable to, to your average reader. But at its core, it's the same thing. It's hyper-race theory. Uh, the difference is that the, um, the white supremacists and the anti-Semites are up front about it. They don't make any bones about it. They're out there, you know, ugly and, you know, waving sticks and, and marching in front of synagogues and, and beating up African-Americans. And, you know, they're really like, you know, they're just the most loathsome images of, of people who are ultra-socialistic you know, and anti-American. You know, they go and shooting black people in the case of Dylan Roof. You know, these people are on the far fringes of society. While the microaggressioners are involved with putting people under a microscope and criminalizing what they claim is unexpressed thought, and they're getting into a whole science of how to prove that the way somebody moves and the way somebody looks or the way somebody glances at someone is proof that they're racist or that they're anti-Semitic and that therefore they can be taken down for this. They can be criminalized. Now look, I'm not going to deny the fact that this has already happened to me. I'm not going to get into the details other than to say that I had a conversation with a person who is a microaggression expert, okay? Someone who's written many papers on the topic. Someone who is, a, I will just say, affiliated with Harvard. We'll leave it at that and who called my employer because uh, she didn't agree with a discussion we had about race in high schools, and she accused me of being, quote, discriminating, unquote, which is a euphemism for saying that I've got something against black men and women. Now, if this were Nazi socialist Germany, she would have turned me into the Gestapo. I don't doubt that for a minute.
but instead she turned me into my employer, this was a while back, and, and made these really false and defamatory claims based upon her microaggression beliefs. In other words, she put me under a microscope and she probably genuinely believed that I've got something against black men and women because I didn't agree with her because I actually, I suppose you could say, accuse her of being a racist indirectly because I would argue that the left's um, policies have hurt the black community over the past century, half century anyway, and, and as such are de facto racist, even though they don't mean it to be. They mean quite the opposite. But because she didn't like the conversation, she attacked me in, in a way that tried to hurt me and tried to basically affect my reputation, affect my income. Now, that's the kind of thing, of course, that happens, again, in a hyper-nationalistic, Nazi-socialistic system, which, of course, I think expresses the ideology of the microaggressors. The microaggressors are criminalizing what they claim is thought, not even provable thought, but they claim based upon all the scientific permutations and 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 um, you know amalgams and and theories they claim though they can claim that someone possesses a racist gene or sort of a, a racist um, you know emanation as as um, as Supreme Court Justice Blackman described it in his decision on Roe versus Wade he said this is based on penumbras of the Constitution emanations in other words you know you, you derive it as an opinion and you can use it then to destroy a person. This kind of hyper-identity race politics is really no different than the street actions of these thugs who are harassing Jewish people and black people, like myself, Jewish people, and, non, and therefore I would argue not white in the classic sense. And, and, and yet both are operating on the same scissors if you will, it's the scissor theory. The, uh, the lower scissors are the street actors. The upper scissors are the people who go to Harvard, you know, advanced school of education and, and some of these other elite institutions. But they're all teaching racism. They're all embraced with and imbued by almost a cult-like belief that race actually means that we are different from each, each other. They also embrace, I would argue, anti-Semitism in that the, the street thugs are, are ugly and they're open in their Jew hatred. There's no question about that. I mean, they're, they're parading in front of synagogues and they, they talk about the Jewish conspiracy to control you know, the banks and the world and all that stuff. But on the left, on the, uh, the microaggressors, They've embraced a form of anti-Semitism that just takes on just a more sophisticated scientific um, image. Uh, you know, they, they want to boycott the state of Israel. They want to side with the um, Israel's enemies. Um, you know, as they sign documents condemning the government for recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, and saying that this is somehow hurting you know, people who are not Jewish in Israel and making really, what I would argue, borderline blood libel charges against the state of Israel. That is primarily a left thing. That is a microaggression crowd thing. It's not formally affiliated with a microaggression crowd, but it's in the same basket, if you will. 
and it's based upon this same sort of, um, you know, us against them exploitation theory that the thugs on the street, the so-called right wing, uh, you know, you know, white supremacists embrace. We are being disadvantaged. We are being controlled by these rich, uh, successful, powerful forces that we can't name. And they both are identifying those same forces. I mean, if you replace the word Jew with the word corporate interest or millionaires and billionaires, you, you could hear a speech that's delivered by someone like Elizabeth Warren or a Bernie Sanders. But if you replace the word Jew, it sounds like a speech that could have been delivered by Adolf Hitler. So, you know, it's the same mentality. It's the same philosophy. It is the same embrace of a worldview, I would argue. And it is just as insidious and just as anti-American and just as opposed to individual success and toward interests of working people. So that's my thoughts on that. Thank you for joining me, everybody.